live from the Poly Market Studio in LA. It's the Young Turks. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Drop it. Welcome, one and all, to the TYT Power Panel with me, John Derola, and joining us for this hour, Sharon Reed, TYT Sports, and more. Sharon, welcome. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you here. We've been having a lot of fun doing the Wednesday show on the Day Report. Glad oh, yeah. to have you here as well. And of course, Farron Cousins as well of Ring of Fire and so much more. Farron, thank you for being here. Always a pleasure, John. It is, and as I'm sure many people have pointed out when this arrangement has happened before, the Farron and Sharon hour I'm excited for, I think everyone should be excited <laughs> for. Not just because we have all of your combined talents, but also because we've got a lot going on actually. Not only the, the transcript coming out of the Hunter Biden testimony, we've got dueling presidential trips to the border and all of the insanity that came out of that and more lawsuits against Donald Trump imperiling his financial future. And then a side order of Nazis. So there's a lot coming up in this hour. Hit the like button and prepare yourself as we launch into this. We were able to confirm a lot of the wrongdoings through Hunter Biden's testimony. There were lots of things said today that evidence we've already got and witnesses we've already talked to contradict what Hunter Biden said. Joe Biden was not just involved, he was a participant in these activities. There was no evidence of that in the Hunter Biden testimony. And we know that because the transcript is now out. Now, I get that the Republicans that you saw there, James Comer and his lackeys, have a difficult task ahead of them. They know that Donald Trump is a crook, a twice impeached crook. And so they need to level the playing field by implying that there's something going on with the Bidens. And it was wise of them to try to launch into this thing, to try to impeach Biden because he's a career politician. There's good reason to believe that if you dig enough, you'll find something. But unfortunately, either Biden is clean, at least according to the law, or all of these Republicans are utterly incompetent. 
or maybe both, because there is nothing that came up in the Hunter Biden transcript that implied that they'd gotten him or that any of the evidence was particularly strong. They didn't have Hunter Biden contradicting himself. Instead, Hunter Biden really held his own, even like having a little bit of fun at the expense of the Republicans. And so we're gonna cover a few of the things that popped up throughout that. Um, he was asked about a few things that have been presented as evidence in the past. And so he was asked about a 2017 email from an associate that said, 10 held by H for the big guy, whether that was in reference to his father, who at that point, of course, was a private citizen. Hunter Biden said such a notion was pie in the sky and that the agreement didn't have anything to do with my father. Um, additionally, he was asked about, or he testified that, he was out of my mind and drunk and probably high when he sent a WhatsApp message to a Chinese associate in 2017 stating that he was sitting here with my father. He said that he wasn't sitting with his father. He didn't even send it to the right person, which potentially, you know, strengthens the evidence that maybe he was drunk and or high at the time. But this was supposed to be really damning. Okay, this was supposed to really hurt the Bidens. But you already had an impression that the Republicans didn't have a ton of faith in this when they didn't insist that it be public. The fact that they wanted to be behind closed doors implied that they wanted to be able to come out of this and do what you saw in that opening clip, go to Fox News and make claims that are not actually supported by what happened. But what happened was behind closed doors, so the Fox audience is never gonna see it. It was a convenient little construct that allowed them to claim victory even if there was no strong evidence of that. And perhaps most importantly, for Hunter Biden, he claimed, my father was never involved in any of my business ever, never received a cent from anybody or never benefited in any way, never took any actions on behalf in any way. And I can absolutely 100% state that is not just in my case, but in every family member's case. And if the Republicans want to demonstrate evidence that goes against that to show money that was gained, they can do that. We're like a year and a half into this thing. We've had a ton of hearings. We've had Russian spies unmasked. It's been dramatic, but not revelatory when it comes to the initial claims that something illegal was going on. And Sharon, I want to go to you for comment before we go to other areas. What do you make of what's been revealed from this transcript? Um, that you have to read it unless you want the comedy sketch that is the Republicans speaking in generalities all day and saying things like we've confirmed the wrongdoing, the activities um, out of bounds. Like what are you even talking about, a potluck dinner? The guy said he was high, okay? Which a lot of Americans, unfortunately, can relate to. Addiction, okay? I think he was, from reading it, a great witness, a forthcoming witness. Who basically made them look like even bigger fools? Because we've been down this little fool path for about well, about a year and a half on the Hunter Biden thing. <laughs> Farron, you know, I, I agree completely. I think the fact that they wouldn't give any of the specifics, you know, like oh well, we we heard some things and these things were good things for us, and the other witnesses had said some stuff that was other things. And like none of it means anything. This is just Republican gobbledygook that Fox News eats up like M&Ms here, and it doesn't mean a thing. And again, to the broader point here that you made earlier, the fact that they're doing all of this behind closed doors, when Hunter Biden had said from the beginning, let's do it publicly, let's put the cameras in there, let's have the entire country watch what's going to happen. So Republicans continuously refusing that, refusing to name a single potential crime other than things and stuff. 
It tells us that there are no things, there is no stuff. They just want to keep this alive. And there's not even a reason to. Hunter Biden's already going to be prosecuted. He is going to have his day in court. So this whole Hunter Biden thing is completely pointless, even if they had something, because the justice system is already going to take care of him. Yeah, at a certain point, like maybe you could link this to Joe Biden in some way, the guy that is actually in office. That would be nice. That would make this more exciting. And look, look, in a weird way, I, I almost feel a little bit bad for them. Not that bad because they are, after all, wasting all of our time with all this. But I don't think they want to be doing this. I don't think James Comer wants this to be his whole job for like two years, particularly when it makes him look so ridiculous on a daily basis. But they have to, not because they believe if we stick to this, if we're dogged in our pursuit of justice, blah, 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 we'll get them. There's something really there. It's that they have to do it because Donald Trump demands it. They have to do it because they have to. We know we went through two impeachments with Donald Trump, made Donald Trump look really bad. So we just have to have this. They have to even the playing field, but they're completely unable to do it. And one of the reasons I say that I don't think their heart is necessarily in it is Comer, who you saw in the the opening clip, he didn't even like participate. Like he's the guy. This is his thing. And according to Steve Ducey. James Comer left the hearing early and did not ask a single question. How weird is that, says Steve Ducey, and I agree, that is pretty weird. Except if you don't think that there's anything that he's going to get out of Hunter Biden, then why should he waste his time? Why ask a question? You know, why stick around the entire time if the whole thing is a sham anyway? Aside from, as we've said from the very beginning, the overall sense that Politicians, family members benefit from the connections they have, which is not new. It's not specific to the Bidens. And none of these Republicans want to do anything about that. Just in the case of the Bidens, they have a problem with it. Even if there are far more egregious cases of corruption having to do with family connections, which exist, and they do. And we're going to turn to one right now. Hunter Biden was technically the person who was being interrogated in his congressional hearing. But I think that he very wisely turned the tables and focused on another individual who, thanks to his family connections to a former president, benefited quite heavily from his time in the White House. He said, unlike Jared Kushner, I've never received money from a foreign government. When Jared Kushner flies over to Saudi Arabia, picks up $2 billion, comes back and puts it in his pocket, okay. And Trump is running for president of the United States. You guys have any problem with that? Now, Matt Gates. Didn't like where that was going, so he jumps in. You know, useful tool of Donald Trump to say that the clock has stopped because procedure is the most important thing here, not justice. Hunter Biden says, No, the clock has not stopped. Do you guys have any problem with that? I'm asking. It's unbelievable to me. And yes, some of them do have a problem with that anonymously. Totally off the record, they have a problem with that. And we can identify one or two, but they do not want an actual investigation of that. The fact that this is not like $5,000 that was reimbursed for a car payment or something. This is billions of dollars who are given to, who was given to a guy who is not experienced in private equity, has no experience running a fund like this, but does have a connection to Donald Trump, the former president, and perhaps the president once again. That is the, the, I would argue, the dirtiest form of family based corruption that we've witnessed in living history. 
And of course, they're not interested in that. They want to talk about the guy who was drunk and high and texting his father or something. Farron, what do you think about his turn to Jared Kushner? I thought it was brilliant. And I do love that Hunter is clearly just kind of showing how annoyed he's getting with all of this. Because he feels like the rest of us do that this is kind of getting ridiculous at this point. But the Jared Kushner stuff. You know, the Democrats, before they, you know, left office at the end of 2022, at the end of their majority, just the last few months, they finally started that investigation into Jared Kushner. I mean, they had a good two years where they could have done something and didn't. So I am a little peeved about that. They dropped the ball on what could have been a, a very explosive investigation there. But I, I do like that Hunter Biden brought it up because I do think it is still something. That if the Democrats get the majority again at after this election, they got to look back into it and find out what the hell happened there. Yeah, I agree as well. I thought it was exquisite. I mean, he could have just taken a, a private jet around the world and started talking about trademarks and China and Ivanka, the wife. I mean, this is what you do when something is just immersed in silly season. And that's what this questioning was. It doesn't surprise me that Comer left the room. Maybe he had to go to the bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But there, it's a brilliant strategy to deflect and go with the guy who also did real business over WhatsApp. Remember that? Okay. Mm-hmm. A certain prince who likes to chop people up. I believe Jared Kushner was talking to him on WhatsApp. So, you know, when things get terribly silly, you have to sometimes, despite what Michelle Obama said about, going high when they go low, you have to sometimes join them. Okay, we're doing a skit, I want to be part of it. And that seems to be what Hunter Biden was advised to do. Yeah, yeah, look, all of this is ridiculous. But it's also like in hindsight, at least so predictable. That basically, if you want to know, or I guess if we had wanted to predict, what are they going to come at Joe Biden and his family over? All we have to do is look at what are the ridiculous, completely over the line things that Donald Trump has done in his life. And then that's the thing, because the Republicans, again, have to even the playing field. And so, you know, they they come at Joe Biden for like being creepy, like around little girls or whatever, when we've heard everything that Donald Trump has ever said about his own daughter through the course of his life. So the Republicans are like, they're required by what Trump has done to try, okay, I guess now this is what we have to make stick against Biden. And in the same way, when it comes to the corruption, like did did Hunter Biden get his position with Burisma because of the Biden thing? Almost certainly. Every single one of them is trying to benefit their families in some way. That does not mean that government influence was used in, in regards to that or in exchange for that. If it was, you can try to demonstrate that, but they're not doing that. But to imply that we have to spend a couple of years looking into the Bidens because of Hunter Biden after, and you already alluded to a few of these, Sharon. Like seriously, coming out of the Trump years, he literally did not put his assets in a blind trust. His sons, who he continued to work with, continued to run the government or run the run the the Trump organization. As you said, Ivanka got all of these trademarks. They're flying around setting up foreign deals. Foreign dignitaries are staying in his businesses. They're selling. Uh, some of their properties, apartments to uh, foreign officials. Uh, Republicans are spending tons of money in the Trump Hotel. And by the way, I don't know if it's really like people have seen the reporting, but the second he left office, they stopped doing that, by the way, sort of suspicious. Um, Like so much. And then of course, the Jared Kushner to like really like put a cap on it. Every possible way that they could have made money off of the fact that Donald Trump was in office, 
They have, and they continue to use that influence. Laura Trump is gonna be the head of the RNC because of her great qualifications and experience. No, it's because she's she's connected to Donald Trump. That's going on now, that's not even in the past. Like as the Hunter Biden thing is going on, Trump is getting jobs for his family members where they're gonna wield actual government power for his personal benefit. They might divert tens or hundreds of millions of dollars to help Donald Trump out in his legal thing. And meanwhile, all of that is going on, but we can't look at that because there's gotta be something with Hunter Biden. It's almost farcical at this point. Farron? No, I, I, I agree. I mean, we have seen the depths of corruption of the Trump family. And even with the criminal trials, even with some of the civil lawsuits, we've barely scratched the surface on what actually took place during those years. Whether it was, you know, Ivanka and the Chinese trademarks and Trump himself. Got multiple trademarks as well during that same deal. We don't have answers to that. And at the time, it was just, you know, okay, we're all talking about it for a day or two, but then we got to move on to the next crazy thing that Donald Trump does. So, so many of these stories, you know, they popped and they disappear. And that's what benefits Donald Trump the most. You know, he can go out there, put something absolutely the craziest thing you've ever seen on Truth Social. And that's gonna be the news for the next few days. So all of the other craziness that he's got going on behind the scenes, that gets overlooked. Yeah. All of the scandals get overlooked because we gotta talk about this new crazy idea he's proposed. He wants to be dictator for a day, Oh my God, that's horrible. So he knows how to work it, he knows how to manipulate things. And he has done that to his advantage to get us to stop looking at all the corruption and instead focus on the crazy and the stupid. Yeah. So he has that down to an art, I will give him that. <laughs> but there, there is so much that we don't know about what happened in that administration that we still need answers to. And it starts with branding. I think he is a marvelous, devilish branding machine. When you start out by talking about the Biden crime family, that doesn't frankly exist, okay, and you, want to be salacious and go through a laptop. And I don't want to see hunters naked pictures. It's just not my thing, okay? But when you push out all of these things that make it seem like you gotta see this, he's a tabloid machine. He's a New York tabloid machine. And unfortunately, on the other side, they want to just kind of go with the boring and um, oh, I don't know, the truth. And that doesn't always catch the somewhat lazy media. There's a lot of good reporters out there, but there's a lot of lazy ones. And so they go where you lead them. And Donald Trump and his cronies are great at the marketing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And as you say, they get, you know, big assists from the media. Um, you know, we're doing what we can. We're only so big. Uh, if we had the resources, you know what I'd like to do? Because it, it angers me so much. Like it, it's it's bad enough when like important issues that deserve to be covered are simply not discussed in the media, but it bothers me more when they pretend to discuss those things. And that way they get the cred for doing it. So all of these hearings are about what? They're about elite corruption, politicians that are corrupt, except in absolute BS ways that aren't true. Like the Hunter Biden stuff, they haven't found anything. So they're, they're talking about corruption, but in an area where there's nothing. When everyone in that room 
takes millions of dollars from corporations and then 100% pays them back for that with the votes that they cast and the votes that they don't, the bills that they pass and the bills that they refuse to. Every person in that room is corrupt in a legal way. And so I would just love to see like when we finally have the public hearing, I want the amount that they've accepted from corporations just floating over their head. You can ask your stupid question, Hunter Biden, but I want that amount that's coming from like oil and natural gas or whatever next to you. I want the amount that comes from like big pharma next to you as you pretend to care about corruption amongst the powerful in DC. It's just such, it's such utter nonsense. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days In, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. We're gonna turn to one other small aspect of nonsense before we move on from this. Matt Gates was really hoping for a big moment with Hunter Biden. He's gonna be really tough with him, score some points with Donald Trump and the MAGA movement, but he chose maybe the wrong battlefield to wage this war on. So he wanted to ask Hunter about his past drug use. And so he asks him, were you on drugs when you were on the Burisma board? To which Hunter said, Mr. Gates, look me in the eye. You really think that's appropriate to ask me? Gates shoots back, absolutely. Apparently not seeing the tiger trap in front of him. Hunter says, of all the people sitting around this table, do you think that's appropriate to ask me? And Gates presses on, look, I guess to his credit, he says, yeah, are you gonna answer it? And by the way, like Hunter does answer it, he says, I'll answer it this way. I have been absolutely transparent about my drug use. Was I an addict? Yes, I was an addict. What does that have to do with whether or not you're gonna go forward with the impeachment of my father other than to try to simply embarrass me? But of course, the subtext of that is Matt Gates is trying to posture and present himself as some sort of like morally upright arbiter of what is good to Hunter Biden, who's just this vicious little creature. I mean, he did drugs. Not like Matt Gates. I mean, Matt Gates would never do anything like that. It's just laughable. It's farcical that all of them, and by the way, thanks to Madison Cawthorn, we know that they're having big drug fueled parties and things like that. It's not like DC is clean in this area. So, sure, Hunter has a problem, okay? It's a thing he's struggled with. Lots of Americans do. Many of them happen to serve in our Congress. So, it's just ridiculous for them to try to get to score points on that topic when they know what they're doing on the weekends. Sharon. I mean, Jesus, where do we go from there? Uh, listen, it was awkward, but to me, the most awkward part is that Gates had no idea. He has not looked in the mirror at his life at all. Okay, after two, maybe three times of pressing it, he had no idea where Hunter Biden was going or the sheer irony of this thing. Okay, he just kept his perfect hair and kept going <laughs> forward with this, this question. And it was kind of awkward and creepy to read about it, but this is what we're doing. There's just no shame. And it just is, it's no crazy at this point. No shame. Farron, final thoughts to you. 
You know, I, I, I do. I'm glad you brought up the Madison Cawthorn thing because I'm actually still angry that even though he's got nothing to lose anymore, like you need to give us names, Madison. <laughs> like I'm still waiting on that. You tell us who's throwing the, not that I wanna go. I wanna know who's having the parties and who's involved. But but Gates is obviously one of the biggest hypocrites out there. The ethics committee, uh, you know, is is doing a great job. They've got some great witnesses uh, coming in against him, and Matt Gates is doing a phenomenal job as well of making so many enemies in D.C. <laughs> in his own party that when his report drops, like the Santos report did, he's not going to have anybody left to stick up for him. So Gates, go ahead and have your fun with the questions because I feel like your day of reckoning is coming a lot quicker than you think it is. Yeah, it's a great point. And he's had his little victories or whatever, you know, he ousted a speaker. It was a great day for him, but but it really does feel like he Matt Gates is not a guy who's like a senator in 15 years, right? Like, I don't know what he's gonna be at that point. Probably he's gonna host a really weird online show or something. But yeah, I feel like he he doesn't have the allies he needs. He feels kind of like isolated the same way that Lauren Boebert is feeling these days, although more of his own making. Matt Gates seems to relish in making enemies. And I'm not sure that that's gonna work out for him. So I agree with you there. In any event, we do have to take our first break of the hour, but stick around. When we come back from this break, we're gonna be talking about the border and what Donald Trump is attempting to use this you know, very salient issue for. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Welcome back to the Power Panel, everyone. If you're just joining us now, hit that like button and prepare yourself for more news. You explain to me how allowing millions of people from places unknown, from countries unknown, who don't speak languages. We have languages coming into our country. We have nobody that even speaks those languages. They're they're truly foreign languages. Nobody speaks them. Are are you hearing the languages now, Donald Trump? Are the are the voices near you? Can you not understand what they're saying? Look, the guy is utterly falling apart. I will grant you that migrants coming to the United States don't necessarily speak English, but I will also grant you that their languages that they're speaking. And I'm pretty sure in our country of more than 300 million people, there's at least one other person who speaks them too. But look, Donald Trump is not gonna let the fact that his brain is rotting in his skull stop him from spreading xenophobia, fear and hatred towards migrants. That's after all why he went to the border in the first place. And so while Joe Biden is there calling him out and saying, you know, let's let's work together, let's put politics aside, let's pass the Republican border security bill that you blocked. Instead, Donald Trump is demonizing migrants in many of the same terms you've probably heard before saying they're coming from jails and they're coming from prisons and they're coming from mental institutions and they're coming from insane asylums and they're terrorists and they're being led into our country and it's horrible. 
I think he honestly just like goes to sleep, has the night sweats, has a nightmare and wakes up and just tells us what he saw because it's not reflective of what's actually going on in the border. But this is what he wants to have you believe. There was thankfully some instantaneous fact checking during this speech, including from CNN fact checker Daniel Dale. Take a look at this. He told the story that he's told before, Kaylin, about people arriving speaking languages that no one's ever heard. He said in a previous recent speech, we didn't even have one translator who could understand this language. This, I've looked into this, seems to be just conjured out of thin air. It's nonsense. No, look, Daniel, he's a professional, okay? And I like that he's gonna look into all this stuff. That one you don't need to look into, okay? That is no. just obviously nonsense. I don't think you needed to check that fact, but. Anyway, we we're gonna have more from Donald Trump. Uh, Sharon, I wanna start with you. The languages thing, the terrorists, what are we supposed to do? He wants this to be like the issue of the election, but through this lens, what do you make of that? Um, at this point, I don't know how closely I, I and others can even pay attention to it. You wanna talk about somebody who doesn't speak English, okay? But we <laughs> got along just fine deciphering what Donald Trump was trying to get at in all caps with the exclamation marks, okay? He just is, well, I'll say again, all over the place. And this speech on Rewind, I think you're right about the night sweats and this thing where, or maybe he's playing it. Maybe he has something, he sleeps with these headphones on <laughs> and he programs himself to just spit it out again and again, but it's not perfect yet. So I don't know if that's what he's doing. I don't know what to say, okay? He makes it up as he goes along and nobody says, dude, get some rest. Can we yeah. give you something for that? Can we? You know, nobody does that. He needs the biggest intervention ever. And it starts with a group of football players tackling him and tucking him away somewhere for emergency treatment. That's a, Too that, much. I've never heard that theory before, but you know what? Maybe we can set something up. I mean, I hear that presidents have absolute immunity to do whatever they want to their rivals. So in theory, Biden could talk to Taylor and get the chiefs to go and tackle him. I mean, it's it's totally yeah, legal part. according to Trump. Farron, what do you think? Um, I, am I the only one that that is like super intrigued by the thought of, as Trump said, these unknown countries with unknown language, I oh my God, let's let's go find the, these new lands that clearly have not been discovered <laughs> yet. That sounds very interesting to me. Let's keep filling in the map and find these places where these mystery people are coming from. But look, you said it. This is Trump's big issue, and a couple months ago, it was the number one issue for voters too. A new poll out this past week said actually the new number one concern of voters is the threat of political extremism. Immigration has now dropped down to the third biggest concern of voters. So Trump's gotta ramp it up because if he doesn't have that enemy, just like he did in 2016, he's gotta have the others. That's what it's always been with Republicans. The others are the reason your life is in the tubes. Hmm. These immigrants, you know, the people on welfare, the terrorists during the Bush years. It's always something that you have to be afraid of. And again, this group of people, whichever it is, the enemy of the day, they're also the reason why you're getting paid low wages. They're the reason why you can't find a job. They're the reason why the economy is in the toilet. They're the reason for all of the ills in your life. And elect me, and I'm gonna get rid of this group, and everything's yeah. gonna be great. And the next election cycle after voters fall for that, they're like, no, fool me once, not gonna happen again. 
And then four years later, they typically go back and do it again. 100% and it's a great scheme too, because they elect a Republican who demonizes outgroups while passing economic policies that only benefit the already incredibly rich. Which makes the conservatives that voted in those Republicans fall even further behind, which makes them even more desperate and in a well established pattern, more susceptible to demonizing of outsiders. They're even more ready to turn their rage and you know fear over the future into hatred against people coming across the border. It's like it's a perfectly self sustaining political economy for the right when it comes to elections. But I want to turn to another aspect of this, Donald Trump. Donald Trump, I think we can all agree, very smart guy. And Joe Biden, though, people have concerns about. And so Donald Trump is trying to really press what he sees as his advantage on brains. And he's been doing this in a variety of forms. On Truth Social, he bleated this. Crooked Joe Biden must take a capital C cognitive test. Maybe that way we would be able to find out why he makes such terrible decisions. I took two of them and aced them both, no mistakes. All capital P presidents or people wanting to become president should mandatorily take this test. And we're gonna talk more about those tests. But first, unfortunately, he has to talk more about those tests as he did with Sean Hannity. And I said this morning, I say it loud and clear, you should take a cognitive test, a president should take a cognitive. Now they say that's unconstitutional for whatever reason, it's unconstitutional. But I took two of them and I aced both of them, I'm very proud to say, meaning I got it all right. Ronnie and they're Jackson. not that, they're not, Ronnie Jackson did one, they're not that easy. You know, they, they show you the first ones are pretty easy. And then you get up, you get into the middle category, then you get to the end questions. And very few people could answer those questions, they're, very, they're actually tough. very tough. I've seen the test. Sean Hannity is such a hack. My God, is he the worst quad, like pseudo journalist ever? I've seen the test. Yeah, so have I. I've seen the test. He's lying to your face, and you have to sit there, and you know that if you fact check him, pointing out that, you know, identifying which of the animal pictures is the whale is not very tough. That the basic arithmetic, the ability to like draw a clock showing a particular time, none of those are difficult. Plenty of people can answer those questions, but Sean Hannity has to pretend that he would utterly fail that. Maybe like D, maybe he'd get a C on a good day. That's what he has to pretend because Donald Trump is talking to him. Now, Donald Trump, of course, has been talking about those dementia tests that he managed to pass for years now at this point. And we've already shown you the test. We've already gone through that. I don't want to do that anymore. I just I, I want to say something that I think I alluded to this on Wednesday's episode, which is when we've heard about the dementia test, the way that non MAGA people have responded is to do what I just did. To point out that it's not an IQ test, it's not a test of how smart you are, it's literally a test for dementia, that's all it is. So why are you bragging about the fact that you aced it, which means that I passed it? Yeah, we know what acing it means, buddy. But I think that we're granting him too much by jumping to fact checking him about how tough the test is. Because I will remind you, Ronnie Jackson, now Congressman, then presidential doctor, is the one who gave him the test that he aced. And we buy that he aced it because it's easy. But Ronnie Jackson is also the guy who came out of that presidential exam and told people with a straight face that Donald Trump weighs 239 pounds. So why are we simply accepting that he aced that test? Why are we accepting that he passed that test? We haven't seen his test, we haven't seen him do it live. Ronnie Jackson has already proven that he's willing to lie about numbers. 
Why are we thinking that if Donald Trump didn't ace that test, in fact, if he failed it, that Ronnie Jackson would just be a, like, you know, the ethical obligation of a doctor to tell us all the truth? Who actually believes that? I think we should see him do it live. Biden can do it too or whatever. But I think Trump should try to identify the lion live on TV. Farron, what do you think? <laughs> you know, I, I, I do love the fact that, again, the, these tests were years ago, and he's still talking about it. Today, that's like me sitting here and bragging about the ACT score I got when I was a senior in high school. Totally off the charts, I aced the thing. <laughs> uh, like, okay, you did a good thing one time, man. Like, you gotta let it go. I'm not bragging about that either. So let's just move on with our lives. But at the same time, the way he described it, he's like, you will first you have the beginning part, and then there's the middle, and then the end. It that's. That's that's actually the way everything is. There's a beginning, there's a middle, and then there's an end. But that is how he described the test. And we're supposed to listen to him say those words and think, oh yes, this man has it all together. Everything is totally fine up here. No mm -hmm. problems. I this is this is just nuttery at this point. And the only way I can describe it is to make up words like that <laughs> because this is so ridiculous. I think he should do puzzle books. Okay, because I don't know about this dementia test. And like you said, there's no proof that he aced it. But I think he does need to get some daily conditioning um, to see what we can do here. This is the same guy who told us to inject bleach. Remember that? Okay, it's beautiful. What about that idea as he looked off? And I forget her name, the one doctor with the sweater who stuck it out to the end after they put Fauci in the basement. Donald Trump and his test taking just like I believe, and maybe it's just rumors, you know, in college, might have been a few things that were cheated, yep. may have been discovered. We still don't have the transcripts. Remember, he wanted Barack's birth certificate, but what about your transcript as you threatened the school and said, you better not release that? So, you know, this is a guy who never really had it and is a one trick pony, and the curtain's coming down now. Okay, ask Letitia James, it seems to be coming down all around him. But we'll see what happens next. If he'll do it live, I think Bill O'Reilly should give the test to them, both of them <laughs> together. Well, I just do it live and have Trump and Biden take the test and we'll see. Yeah, I'd like to see. And you know what? Not just the not just the cognitive test. Have him do some have him do some push-ups. You know, they love to joke about Biden falling off a bicycle. Donald. I want to see you ride a bicycle, buddy. I want to see you hop on a bicycle and pump those legs and not fall flat on your face. I want to see that. And I will remind everyone, Sharon, you were right that you know he never released his grades or whatever, despite calling for Obama's birth certificate to be released. I will also remind everyone, when he heard that Barack Obama was a great student, he also demanded that his transcripts be released. He questioned that. And of course, he was not willing to be as transparent with his own numbers. Okay, we're gonna move from the area of his struggles with his brain to his struggles with the law and give you an idea of something that's going to make his financial path forward a little bit more difficult. Trump is in a lot of trouble right now when it comes to money, thanks to the massive judgments that have come against him in the past few months. And now even his best remaining bet at getting an infusion of new cash 
is under threat as well because the co-founders of former President Donald Trump's media company have filed a lawsuit earlier this week claiming that Trump and other leaders at the company had schemed to deprive them of their stake at the company that could potentially be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, they claim that initially they had had an 8.6% stake in the Trump Media and Technology Group, but because of the actions of Trump and other execs there, that had been watered down to less than 1%. And with a big merger coming up potentially later this year, they really care about the difference between those numbers. And the lawsuit makes that merger potentially more difficult or at the very least might delay it. And that is big trouble for Donald Trump because he wants the Trump Media Group to merge with a digital world acquisition. Because when that happens, he potentially could cash out and make a ton of money. And we're gonna break down how much money, but first, on the lawsuit, this is Mr. Moss, Mr. Latinsky. They had originally been contestants on The Apprentice. But back in January of 2021, they went to Donald Trump and they talked about creating a social media company. And so this partnership was born from that. Earlier this week though, in the Delaware Chancery Court, they claimed that Trump media is trying to dilute their ownership stake in the company. Of course, Donald Trump is a majority shareholder. They're alleging that as a result of the scheme that Donald Trump is engaged in, he would gain even more control of the company. That new shares being produced would either go to Donald Trump or to his family members. That sort of family corruption by a politician is gonna be of a lot of interest to the Republicans in Congress. But they also say that they want board seats that they're entitled to that are now apparently being denied to them. And so why does this matter? In particular, why does it matter now? Well, Donald Trump, of course, owes well over a half billion dollars when you combine the New York civil fraud lawsuit judgment as well as the E. Jean Carroll defamation judgment. That's a lot of money that he apparently doesn't have, at least not in a liquid form. He could sell his buildings potentially, but not necessarily for what he thinks they're worth. And that may not be fast and he may not wanna do that anyway. So if this merger actually went through, if the legal path was cleared for it, Post merger, Mr. Trump would own 79 million shares in Trump Media. Based on the digital world current share price of $39 a share, at least as of when we produced that graphic, his holding would be valued at $3 billion. He would become the largest shareholder in the merger and potentially could make him a lot of money off of that. But this legal trouble is already messing with the stock price. If the stock price goes down a good bit, then that's much less than $3 billion he would make. And by the way, just since the lawsuit was announced, the stock has gone down enough that the end total effect it would have on what he would get out of the merger has been reduced by about 300 to $400 million. Very similar to what he actually owes in his lawsuits. So that is a lot of money, both in total and potentially on the line. If the legal trouble ruins the, the prospects of the merger or delays it past when he needs to get the money. There are other lawsuits and there are other wrinkles to this, but Farron, I wanna give you a chance to weigh in. This is happening at the exact worst time for Donald Trump. It, it absolutely is, and I mean, honestly, based on the agreement that they had, you know, just legally speaking, uh, Latinsky and Moss, uh, they've got it in the bag. Like 100%, you've got this in writing, you're good to go on that. As you mentioned, there's two other lawsuits, one in which Trump Media and Technology is a plaintiff, another in which they are a defendant. So these three competing lawsuits, all of the evidence that the SEC ignored about potential insider trading and illegal 
uh, you know, collusion between the two parties prior to the announcement of the acquisition, and they're still letting it go through. This thing is plagued with legal problems and has been from the start. But the bigger thing I want to point out is the fact of how stupid the stock market is. <laughs> how in the hell is this company that is just a half, you know, baked Twitter knockoff? How is this worth billions of dollars? Because that is the only entity of Trump media and technology that digital world you know, is trying to absorb. So you have one thing that doesn't have a revenue model. It doesn't have income at all. How is it worth $3 billion other than the stock market say, oh no, it's worth $3 billion. It's it's all made up, it's all fake, it's all phony, and it's it's utter insanity to me. Now, Farron, it I, is all fake. Really fast, Sharon. I, I do want to fact check you. I've been on True Social. They have ads. They're all very close-up shots of an aging human body with fungus yes. growing on it. So clearly, they are selling some ads. I think they also sell like disaster seeds, and maybe you could purchase gold. You know, weird conspiratorial old person stuff. But anyway, there is some money there at least. But Sharon, what they don't cover say, monthly expenses. We know that. That's also true. I think Baron's right. It's all fake. And as he was going through everything, the evidence and what could happen, I started to get sad thinking about if Trump gets elected, he will get rich. He'll get all the money and the judgment will go his way or it'll just go away altogether and more things will be rammed through. It doesn't need to be real. Why even bother to draw up a contract with this guy? I mean, they were on The Apprentice. They sat up close and personal and they wanted to cash in. I don't really feel sorry for them, but you should expect now that if you go into business with Donald Trump, you're gonna get screwed. He's gonna get richer and you're gonna get screwed. Yeah, and you know, look, I'm glad that we're talking about this, but I'm also glad that that you turned to sort of the inherent ridiculousness of all of this. Because that that's immediately where my brain went too. True Social has nine million total signups over years. God only knows how few of those are actual humans that are actually engaging with each other on this platform. It is not taken off. I've literally never heard a person talk about being on it. And I suspect that I never will. But as you pointed out, somehow, thanks to the Supreme, uh, the Supreme Court, the, uh, the, the, uh, thanks to the stock market, it gets to be worth billions of dollars. And honestly, this feels to me, as a person who's not a lawyer, I'm not a financial expert or anything, this just feels like Trump NFTs times a thousand. This feels like a way that the system has set up to transfer incredibly large sums of money from one wealthy person to another and evade campaign fine. That's that's all it feels like to me. No, how could any investor expect that you buy this thing and you're gonna make money off of it? That is on its face ridiculous, and yet billions of dollars are lining up. This digital world has been fighting for like a year and a half to buy this thing that there's no reason that anyone would want to buy. You wouldn't pay a thousand dollars for it. It's utterly ridiculous. It, like, and it's not even just Trump. Earlier this week, uh, uh, Elon Musk made these insane claims about the Tesla Roadster. That it's gonna fly and it's gonna have jet engines and it's zero to 60 in less than one second. Immediately, the internet is flooded with articles that are just like Elon Musk says, Roadster's coming next year. He does that constantly, he just tweets a thing. There's no basis in fact, it doesn't come true. He announced that the Roadster was gonna be released back in 2017. He said it would be released in 2020. People put down deposits eight years ago for that car. He can just lie 
And why wouldn't he? Nobody ever fact checks any of these claims. Nobody goes back a year ago to the things he was saying and says, well, that wasn't actually true. And yet, if you look at Tesla stock price, it was juiced by the claim he made with no evidence that was immediately picked up by the media. And anyone who could have known he was about to do that, if you'd bought Tesla stock, a few days later, you would have made a nice little chunk of change. And yet they can manipulate the stock market to their own benefit anytime they want. It's ridiculous that the system is set up in this way. There's effectively no oversight. That's what I'm saying. And I don't know why the right, you know, filled with these politicians and media figures who talk about how populist they are and the MAGA world full of voters who are so against the elites don't care that any of this is happening. Anyway, that unfortunately is all of the time we have for this segment. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, a lot more to talk about. Welcome back to what remains of the TYT power panel first hour. We've got one more story for you, so why don't we jump into this? A man with a history of honorary membership to the KKK not only managed to make it on the unofficial ballot to be the Republican nominee for Missouri governor, but he even managed to be on the first highest position on that ballot. And might still be there when GOP voters vote in the primary this August. The state party is scrambling to deal with a little bit of a PR disaster. But in the meantime, we gotta tell you about this guy. And the situation was brought to light by a former representative of Missouri who was shocked that this guy managed to be on the ballot saying, I just learned the candidate listed first on our primary ballot for governor is a cross burning KKK member who ran for US Senate two years ago and freely admits his KKK membership and white supremacist beliefs. But hold on a second, because this individual, Daryl McClanahan third, thinks that a couple of the things mentioned in that tweet are inaccurate. I'm not sure that you're gonna care about the technicalities though after you see the evidence presented which includes this, McClanahan can be seen in this photo giving the Nazi salute next to a guy in Klan robes with a literal burning cross behind him. But wait, 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 he wants to clarify some stuff about that. So we're gonna do that. First of all, I wanna show just so that you know that we're accurate when we say he's literally at the top of this unofficial ballot. So take a look at this, his name appears first. And you know, if you have to be in a list of a ton of candidates, you kind of want to be first. So he was asked if the image of the burning cross, if that was really him. And he replied, it's an invisible empire, yes, it's me. Now, granted, I'm not like a big KKK guy or anything, but I did a little bit of Googling and the invisible empire thing is a KKK thing. So he's already hurting his position a little bit, but he does say, He's not a member of the KKK, it was an honorary membership given to him that he apparently has done nothing to reject. But he does say that he's a pro-white man, horseman, technically sir, that's centaur, get it right. Politician, political prisoner activist who's dedicated to traditional Christian values. It's just an honorary one year membership. I guess it's, you know, a trial thing. You know, make sure that for that year you can keep your your robe clean or something. You always bring gasoline to the weekly events. I don't know. And he also says that, yes, I was there, but it's not a cross burning. It's a private religious Christian identity cross lighting ceremony. 
And if you'll buy that, I'm sure Trump has got a whole lot of stuff that he'd like to sell you. Sharon, what do you think about this? <laughs> was there wood? Was it shaped like this? And was it on fire? Did they use an accelerant? I mean, and what does it mean to be an honorary member of the KKK? It, after his one year is up, will he have to pay next year? <laughs> will he have to go through a more rigorous process? The bar is so low. It's so low. He's already on the ballot. And we're just now kind of learning some things about his history and qualifications. We get it. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets elected to something. Baron. You know, I, I I agree with the honorary membership thing. Like that is super weird. Like, all right, we're gonna give you the 365 day free trial. And then after <laughs> that, it's like $9.99 a month for the KKK plus. Uh, but you know, it it I think the Republican Party. Well, they know why racists feel so comfortable running under their banner. But I think the Democratic Party probably needs to do a better job of showing this to the public. You know, I, I've I've talked about this story. We're talking about this story here. I've seen it on websites, you know, all throughout the day today. But are the Democrats gonna put this in campaign messaging? Or are they gonna show the world like, hey, by the way, this is who they are? And they're freaking out about it because they don't want people to know it. But these are the people that call the Republican Party home. Do you want to share your home with these people? That's the message. That's the yeah. ad. Put it out there right now is what they should do. Yeah, 100%. I, the honorary thing really gets me. Like He thinks that if it's an honorary membership, it's not as bad. But I don't think that's actually how it works. I think that makes it seem worse. Like when you think about honorary things like honorary degrees, that's like special attention being paid to you. That's not worse. That's like you're lofty. You're the keynote Nazi at this event. That seems really bad. And the Missouri GOP says, you know, we we don't want anything to do with this guy. He's coming back and saying they knew who I was. So I don't know who's in the right here. But it's almost like a retro throwback to have an actual like robe wearing KKK guy because so much has changed. Like they say he doesn't represent our values. But I'm not so sure about that. I mean, at a time when every single right wing media person has to give a version of the great replacement conspiracy theory on their show every night, when it used to be, You'd only get that on Nazi websites. When Donald Trump in virtually every interview now is talking about immigrants poisoning the blood of the nation. Like, I don't know if it's not that dissimilar from your values. The Nazi and KKK stuff has been pretty normalized at this point. So I don't think you could be so mad at us Missouri GOP for being concerned about this guy. In any event, that is unfortunately all the time we have for the first hour of the show. But fortunately, we do have another awesome hour coming up. In the meantime, though, Sharon, Farron, great to have you here. Starting with you, Farron, where can people see more of your work? Uh, YouTube.com slash The Ring of Fire. Also, uh, Farron Balanced on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and threads at Farron Balanced. Nice. And Sharon? DYT Sports and the Black Network. Um, and I've been joining you on Wednesdays lately, which you I've have. thoroughly enjoyed. It's been a lot of fun, and you will next Wednesday as well. Of course, people could find me on the damage report. Uh, but that's it for us. Thank you all for watching. More to come after this.